Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Peace Family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart moths, sports moths, vitamin C moths, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tazu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace family is 19 keys with electrical thoughts, conversations, and patterns. Listen, um, today we have a podcast, me and my good brother Blue Pill, and we're talking about this new future, right? Like there's parents that literally have their children uh, or paying people to teach their children how to play games so that they can capitalize off of it in this new economy. Things are changing rapidly. Listen all the way through. We're going to have, you know, a little in-depth on our thought process as far as what we think that the future will be. And also some of the things that you should be engaging with, because every time something shifts, so do opportunities that come along with it. So tap in and I hope you enjoy it. As always, make sure you get my new book, Paradigm Keys, link in the bio or at www.crowns, that's crowns with a Z19.com. Peace. Wait a minute. So, so, so people are actually, parents are actually paying people to teach their children how to play games? Yes. Parents are teaching their children how to play and become experts in games because the scalability of that skill set far outweighs sending your child to school for 12 years to get a degree. Wow. You know what I'm saying? The children can now um, get a skill set mm. and they can take with them, you know, virtually and realistically and literally around the world. Yeah. And it, it's going to just scale up from there. You feel me? Where this is going to be um, global tournaments, galactic tournaments, you playing motherfuckers on out the Baron or whatever <laughs> other solar system they come into contact with. This is actually huge, though, because there's a there's a there's a lot of parents who don't know about this. And this is probably the biggest part about it is that, you know, uh, a huge part of parents that don't know about it, they go be left behind in the next five, 10 years wondering why all these all these gaming millionaires. You know, I mean, like This is interesting because it raises the point um, 
you know, the, the, the paradigm has always been uh, master, slave, it's always been boss, employee, it's always been, you know, um, the one who has authority and the one who doesn't. Like, even the classroom is set up to where someone stands over you and you sit down. You know what I mean? But if you think about a tribe, a tribe is people learning from their peers of different ages. So what a school does, a school doesn't allow you to learn from people that's under you and over you in a classroom setting. You only get people that's your age, like 100% in that classroom, which only people at your aptitude level. So you can't learn from people who've made mistakes. So this... It's not lateral. Yeah. This is going to be dope when you think about the effects that it's going to have on the way that a lot of these children are going to grow up in a different mindset that they're going to have. And it's going to be super uncontrollable for a lot of people to tell these children anything because their world will be so radically different. So radically different. You know what I'm saying? And um, their claim to fame is going to be their body count. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that already removes them from authoritarian purview. Like, what, what is an adult going to tell them? They're like, I got a million bodies. Mm. You know what I'm saying? On some take case shit, and right. not afraid to bring it into the real world. Like, what are you talking about? It's totally desensitized from catching bodies. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy for real. Now, I, you know, when during our time they used to say that video games was, you know, uh, uh, desensitizing children to violence and things of that nature. But this is a different level of. Desensitization because this is actually training and this is monetization of that uh, reality. But also, I think it puts them in a different space um, to where they see the gaming industry as an opportunity. We seen it as complete entertainment. We didn't see any money making habits being produced out of us playing games. So yeah, so this also teaches entrepreneurship and it teaches how to. Take what you like to do and make money off of it. That's a different lifestyle. That's 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 gonna be that's gonna come in competition with the rappers. When these new gamers out here and they got millions of dollars and they all here flaunting with their new cars and they got these beautiful women and, and these children gonna be looking up like, wait a minute, I want to play the game too. Yeah, <laughs> gaming is the new game. <laughs> Mm. Well, I just meant in terms now, of lifestyle curation. Right, lifestyle. But what I'm saying is, there's um, a heavy emphasis now on them attracting the actual children that are into athletics to do it cyberly, cybergenically. You know what I'm saying? So they're creating like entire Madden leagues, entire EA Sports, um, NBA 2K leagues. You feel me? Where you could go around the world playing in tournaments and knocking people off. And you don't necessarily have to be that nice. They got the boxing. They got the creed in there where you have to be actually um, anatomically fit. You know what I'm saying? Because you're really throwing punches and you're really getting hit. Now, people haven't looked at the science of what virtual reality or, or Oculus Rift actually is. The way that it's called a Rift because your brain can't tell the difference. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is this is the you know, the new form, the next level of interaction and communication. You know what I'm saying? This is its own situation, its own animal all together. This is a new frontier. You know what I mean? Of which, if the brain is registering it as real, then what are the ramifications? If you get, let's say, if you get killed in virtual, you know what I'm saying? Or if you, you know, like I said, in the box, it's on the pain. You know what I mean? And you end up getting, um, jabbed you mm. You know? It's, it's, if your brain can't tell the difference, is it going to have ramifications on Physical being, you know what I'm saying, or different aspects of your subtle body, your energy body. So, because I, you know, I haven't watched the um, the Black uh, Mirror episode that people can talk about. Don't. 
That shit is terrible, bro. That shit is terrible. It is, but for research and purposes, people have told me, bro, you gotta watch this, you know, get past all that. Well, yeah, I sk- but, so what I did was I skipped like, to the they, end to see what they, the result they, was. Yeah. Well, they this conversation. So they're priming the public. Yeah, they are. And then they use black... I just didn't like the fact that they used black men to do it. And and I think that it's already like the problem is is that a lot of children have access to these Netflixes, uh, these shows that they get to watch, and they're growing up not they desensitized to everything now. See, we think about well, we were getting desensitized to gaming. There's not even not a matter of fact, it's not even desensitization at this point. It's normalization. Um, yeah, and and and, and people like. Yeah, matter of fact, it's, it's naturalization because now people think it's natural. So it's not even something that they have to get accustomed to. It's just, oh, this is natural. This is something that's a part of the world. There's there's nothing, there's no desensitizing to it. It's just something that they see now. So, you know, when we seen it, we thought this shit was see now. You know what I mean? But now when they see it, they just say, oh, that's that's reality. There's no difference. That's their paradigm. It's a part of that box. Yeah, again, not only reality, but also virtual. So they're like, shit, it exists in the world, also the world. Right, and they, they're, they're training the minds. Now, here's the thing. Here's yeah. the most important right. thing about this. Is that one thing that we never see is who behinds the curtain, right? Like, we we, ne- we always look at the actors, we look at the story, we look at the visuals, but I never get to see the who's writers. the writers. And this is the most important thing. If you want to see the the, the reality constructors, you got to see the rea- the writers. You got to see who mind this is coming out of that is training and programming these people and these children. Like these, it's, it's cool to put your children in the gaming thing, but you also got to know who is these people behind it. Like, what is their lifestyle? What do they believe? What do they think? What's their politics? What's their ideology, philosophies? Because they're embedding this into your children little by little, whether you know it or not. Just uh, by the design. By it's, it's yeah, yeah. Well, right? yeah, it is. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 like I, everything else that we talk about when programming AI, AI is going to be a reflection of the developers and the programmers. So these games, these, these the content, because I've seen a few of them. But wow, I've seen all kind of shit in some of these games, like real talk. Yeah. I remember growing up with that stuff, man. All kind of crazy. St- and then ain't no telling what I ain't played the games in a long time. And now I don't think I need to get back in it for research purposes just to understand. I'm trying to tell you, I didn't yeah. some of these new games. Yeah, I, I got I to gotta stop playing them again. I, I forget the name of it, but this game, they had the clan in it. You know what I'm saying? You get to kill the clan? Wow. I ain't gonna lie. That sound lit. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, they, they had gender fluidity and they, they had all kind of stuff. See, so, that's the thing. It's like yeah. if the parents aren't playing the game, they won't understand the children's mind. That's the problem. Nah, uh, they don't get it. Don't get it. Like I said, the Fortnite—that's already that's out of here. Like they they body and shit so regularly, and there's you know. uh financial incentives behind that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And they all in. And that's what's raising these babies. And anybody is in denial of that, they they all. But that's such a... They're really not taking a full assessment of what's going on out here. So, you know, coupled with the fact that um, I said that Philadelphia would be the first city to host a stadium being built for game and competition. I think it's like a 50,000 seater. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, like, I think I want to do Fortnite is the, are being, um, Fortnite is the new college. Financed and, and primed by the, the military. So they're picking the top gamers. You know what I'm saying? They, they're building out the, um, the stadiums for competition and then they're monitoring them. You know what I mean? And whoever the top gamers are, they step into them like, look, we need you on this drone program to be a simulator. Because that's where virtual reality was introduced from 1960. You know, it was for um, war games, for simulation. This is, this is, yeah, yeah, this is going to be interesting. 
So what 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 in, in twenty years what are we looking at? I mean it's it's hard to project out that far. It's gonna be so much technology that's introduced. You said in ten years. Nah, you know what? We can't go that far. I think yeah, that that will be a waste of projecting. Let's talk about five years. Yeah, let's let's say let's just say four years. Yeah, you know I mean two thousand twenty four. Um, um, like I said, based on the implications of what was being explained to me about this technology, because it's gonna with a rift. Because of a dealing with the brain, they said that you can actually affect time, you know what I'm saying, with the right game. Because time is a continuum, mm. you know. They said that you can literally um, use these games to somewhat time travel. Okay. Now, I can and understand that. that. You can affect your past, you know what I mean, in your present. So. I can understand that. Next, next, such an interesting thing like the virtual reality that the children are, are, are playing and, and not even just children because let's get it right like this, this span from all ages there's been people that's been playing games for a long time so it's like the virtual reality that people live it, it's still a reality because they're still experienced they're still actual senses they're still like that's still reality it's just that it's not this reality and this reality becomes so dull in comparison to the reality that they get to experience through the gaming console. So it's like we live in 3D reality that's perceived from our observable senses. They live in a virtual reality that's enhanced by spiritual technology, right? And then you got lucid dreaming, and then you got other different dimensions and states that you can go in. My only thing is I'm always looking for like the new mindset that spans out of this, right? Because when, when you couple all of these things together, it's not going to be the... Like, it's, for one, these children are going to start mimicking the characters within the game and bringing that to real life when they start getting money. So you're going to see uh, this. This is my prediction. Like you, you're going to like if you look in China and you look in, in those Asia, countries in Asia, a lot of them they mimic the anime. They mimic those characters because they spend that's their culture around it. So they start acting like that. So you're going to see body modifications. You're going to see new fashion styles and choices. You're going to see fluidity just based on them doing characters. You're also going to see them taking on personifications of characters that are not actually human. So you're going to see a different generation growing up because they're actually going to have the money to produce that because they're going to love these characters so much because that's what got them the money. So that's going to be the thing that they've learned to value. So they want to be that character at all times, not just when they plugged up to the gang. So they're going to personify that as they walk through the world. And they're going to see the land through this virtual reality. Facts. Right? The, the subtle cultural nuances that come from them having something across the board that they all identify with, case in point. Right? When we go places and grown motherfucking people is cosplaying. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's like going to be a much bigger reality. On their um, mighty morph power range shit. And it's like, if you're an adult and you don't really catch the nuances, mm. you left out of that entire conversation. Yeah. But the children get it. So it's the same thing with Fortnite. You know what I mean? Just the fact that, you know, you see them all break into them dances. You know what mm. I'm saying? When the music come on, that's their, their display of choice for celebration and elation. And they're going to go right into the um, conglomeration of Fortnite dances. Right, you know, and they already stole hip-hop and threw it in there without even paying hip-hop. So what's going to be next is they're not going to be able to further advance it all the way until they start paying hip-hop, and that's when it's going to get real dangerous. We're going to celebrate the fact that hip-hop artists get paid, but we don't do it. What we're going to realize is that it's going to mix the culture in. The culture is going to accept it because they're going to start seeing money in it. And once the culture makes it cool, then the gaming cosplay also becomes cool as well. When they start hiring hip-hop artists, to goddamn perform at these cosplay uh, things, then the cosplay industry explodes and it becomes no longer contained. It becomes a societal norm. And I gotta go back something that I came across the other day, but I think 
they got this see an article where they was applauding a rapper that got a song into one of these games. Mm. So, I mean, the, the, they got them in 2K, they got them in a lot of these other platforms, you know what I'm saying? So, it's only a matter of time. You know, they got them in Grand Theft. Right. You feel me? So, it's just like, people should be asking, yeah, what does Grand Theft Auto gonna look like in VR? You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. That's so, so, all right, proactiveness, right? Um, we, 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 we definitely got to get us a game. We got to have our gaming characters and virtual reality yeah. so the children can play with us. You know what I mean? But it got to have our character tags, sounds. You know what I mean? Like when they come in there, I get to upload my consciousness and they play my character and he dropping keys to all the other characters in the virtual sims and stuff. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. It'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you know, Fred Matt, once again, if, if you're looking to be involved and, and, and galvanize in that particular space, yeah, you're going to win. But the, the apathetic approach towards it to sit by and see what's going to happen and sitting your thumbs and all the point fingers, nah, that's not. Now, now, what about parents being safeguarding their children's minds um, to make sure that. I mean, because there's like reality changed with our, us with social this media. So to like this warn. Is the classical, you don't own your children. Yeah. Wake up call. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Parents yeah. give birth to them. But that's, that's been happening with us. You had TV, right? Well, first, if you go back, you go from radio, right? Radio start owning people's children, TV start owning people's children. Right, then cable TV start on it, then the internet start on it, then social media start on it. Now it's virtual reality, right? And then AI manipulation. So it's like parents haven't had control of their children for a long time. For a long time. Mm. And then when you monetize any of that control, it puts the control back in the hands of the child a little bit to where it becomes aspirational and it becomes a career. Because as soon as social media became monetized, it became more accepted. Because people felt as if they had more control because they were able to position themselves into, you know, power and improvement in their lives without having to listen to their parents or their parents having to shun them from doing something. Same thing with every other industry that had control over their children. Like, I think Gary Vee was talking about something, an article about the kaleidoscope and how when that first came out back in, you know, 30s or whatever it came out, how the articles that was written about the kaleidoscope was similar to the articles that's written about social media. And how the scare was. So it's like throughout history and throughout time, there's always been these scares of control, right? And, and this is this is something that society always produces. The thing about ours is just that I don't. I'm not sure if it's that it's worse or anything of that nature. I just wonder because when you really look at it from a historical standpoint, sometimes when we view things from our time period things seem a lot worse when you see that other cultures have had something that was similar, but, you know what I mean, they still survived and produced a different change out of it. The thing is that we, we believe that we get into this point where we, we get to this ultimate actualization with AI, and AI is going to be the stopping point of the thing that controls us forever, and it's just the ultimate destruction. Now, that's I believe, is a lot way more far off than these dark predictions from these people, but... I think that the biggest thing is just that we get to live in a generation I to mean, where we prepare for it better. You said what? I see the plausibility. I don't I don't allow my mind to go there, but I definitely see how it can happen. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you know, I think we've been programmed with enough programs to be able to see it. Like we we got we got another Terminator movie coming out. I mean, we got 10 of them. We we've been getting that for a long time. The programming is definitely there. Uh, I, I you know me, I'm I'm a solution based thinker, so I'm always trying to figure out like how does this actively work for black people in the future. And it's like the one thing that I think is that if we get in this, we get to create the programs which which manipulates the future and 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 controls it to the outcome that we would like to see instead of this stand back method. And watching the stadium as things get played out, I would rather be that's, like, you know what? Let's what own the stadium. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Because there could be a lot of good that come out of using these tools. 
Yo, there's good in everything. You know what I'm saying? It just has to be mine. Just like you say, there's gold in the mountains. Okay. Right. Get it out. Right. You feel me? There's gold in the mountains. You know? But you better have an axe and a shifting board and some swag with you. Now, now. Because I'm live on YouTube and somebody said we rely on technology way too much. We already sideboards. We carry it around with us as part of us. And that's 100% true. Um, now, one thing I do know is that technology has doored the senses of man and woman, right? Used to be when. Has doored the senses of man and woman. It used to be that when we go out and you think about explorers, when they leave home, they had to have their senses sharp because they had to remember certain markers in the environment. When they took their, when they away would go upstream and they'd go somewhere to go hunt, they had to remember their way back, and their senses had to capture everything around them. It had to be very sharp, directional. You had to remember this tree, the coloration of different things, everything. Your your senses were hyper enhanced. But now, because we rely on technology, like we store dates and time and memories and photos and videos inside the phone and not in our heads, right? So now these senses have dulled because we don't use them. We don't need them. We don't rely on them, right? So I think that's the, the, the biggest danger is that it takes a lot of your natural human evolution and it devolves it. And, of course, a different part of the brain starts to activate. But that part that makes you a human to where you may be a, a more critical thinker, you may have hyper senses, you may be able to fed off threats that you may not normally see. Right when your senses are hyper, but if you become a more that's, easier manipulated human being when you allow your and, senses to go, and that's why I said I can clearly, clearly, without no hyperbole, I can clearly see how humans can become subjugated to machines in 10 years. Okay, because when you are no longer relying on your intuitive abilities. You know what I'm saying? These things that familiarize you with yourself. And you're relying on a computer. Just take GPS for instance. Right? And think about time and space and travel and how important it was to, to be able to go from A to B in a succinct amount of time. That's why we created an extension of technology. You know, such as the car. Right? First it was the buggy. Then it was the, the car and the bike and planes and all of these things. But the GPS is putting extra time on, mm. right? Trying to figure shit out. We can no longer rely on our own navigation. We're relying on something that's an artificial construct that is not even operating to the best of its ability. And as, as a result, it's dulling our senses. Right. So when it comes time to be intuitive and mindful enough to catch on to things, we don't have that ability anymore. It's already leaving people the masses of them. Right? Absolutely. We should only be honest. And think about this. You know, uh, and, and just on the human relationship level, you know, men have to rely on their game. They have to rely on their smart. They have to rely on who they were to reject out to the woman that they was talking to to promote interest. Now, we no longer rely on who you are. You rely on, like, your virtual presence. Like, look at what I have. Look at who I am out here. So it, I think that's why human compatibility becomes so so fake, in a sense, because you are not actually, y'all not meeting each other. Y'all relying on the virtual establishment. Let me see, I'm yeah, letting, Blue Pill got some fans walking up to him, so I'm going to let him go ahead and go. Not everything. He out there in Brooklyn, I'm on line with him right now. But yeah, man, that's, that's so crazy, though. We don't rely on ourselves, we rely on our virtual selves to help us out. So, nah, you good. 
we we first started this conversation off because we were talking about how parents are now paying um, gamers to teach their children, right? Like they're they're paying people to teach their children how to play these games because they see the capitalistic opportunity that exists in it. These are like early adopter parents that understand, yeah, I mean, the the the, the financial future that's within us because it's a new economic paradigm that is relying on this. It's a new industry that is now in existence. You know what I mean? And anytime there's a new economy based on a new industry, we enter a new age, right? And this age is still this, you know, the knowledge age, the information age, um, the manipulation of data and the use of that data. But part of that is this knowledge age to where you got to know whether you're working hard or you're working smart. And this is where it comes into play. It's like you can have your children operating off old paradigm rules. Go get a job. Go to your summer camp. Play basketball league. Go do whatever it may be. You know, teach them a retirement strategy for 40 years and then die and refertilize the soil. You can teach them that. But the children dismiss the old paradigm. And I talk about this in my new book on that these children are growing up and they're seeing things differently. And they, they can't even allow themselves to adhere to the old rules because their mind have been expanded by what they now observe and now the access they have to Google and technology and information that they like, why the hell would I follow that route? I just see it didn't even work for you. Plus, the way things work right now, mom, I can go play a game and get $3 million. I just seen Booga do it at a goddamn championship for a gaming competition. So you got to know when it's, you got to change, change parenting. Yeah, if I seen that when I was younger, I would have too. I would have took gaming a lot differently. Here I am teaching brother brother Blue Pill. We out here traveling around the world, teaching people mindset, changing their life, paradigm shifting, entrepreneurship, doing all this stuff. And you got little boogers around here playing the game, getting three million dollars. You know what I'm talking about? I would have switched up what I went for. I'm not gonna lie. You know what I mean? I'm trying to I'm trying to give y'all the game, and I could have just been playing the game the whole time. They got eight year olds making six million dollars, right, annually on YouTube, right, doing tech review pages, and majority of the money that's being made on YouTube, especially by the youngsters, is all based on gaming. But this opens up a new industry. We, you can go and review these gamers. You can go talk shit about them. You can go watch them, right, and then make a review and get paid off of it. Especially if you're a good analyst, you're a good speaker, you're a good personality. See, a lot of people are not leveraging all of their skills to be able to make money. There's somebody with a great personality, they got a great voice, and they don't know that they can go right online and go start critiquing these gamers and don't have to know nothing about it. But the other gamers will watch them because they're funny of the critique. They're going to be like, Mama, look at him. He don't know nothing about gaming, but he's funny. So now your views is going up. Your money is going up. Like, new opportunities exist, people. That's what I be trying to tell people. I be trying to figure out how you broke when the world is trying to pay you. How you broke in the world trying to pay you? You ain't collecting the check. It ain't that they ain't cutting it. So it's like when you look at that's that's my whole thing is like when you look at new opportunities and you look at new things that emerge, you have to know that there's a branch of opportunities that come along with it. And it's your job to be innovative to create your own job. So when they say 70, 90 percent of the jobs don't exist, that's because you have to create them out the emerging industries that are now here. You have to figure out how to optimize them. You have to figure out what is the new adaptation for the economy and the utilization of these different things. So when you become smart, you be like, damn. Gaming economy, what what comes with that? Okay, we need reviews, we need blogs, we need this, that, and the third. What? Okay, now these new gamers, what do they need as attachments for their games? Let me just start making products to them. Let me market to them because now they got money, disposable income that they will spend on this. Like, you get to start thinking, your wheels get to start turning, and all of a sudden, you made a million dollars off the people who made a million dollars off gaming. Come on now, people. <laughs> You know what I mean? Excuses? Shit. I ain't got no excuses. I don't got no excuses. You know what I mean? I want to figure out now. Now I got my will spinning to figure out how I can get some of the money from the money that these people get money from. You know what I mean? Like, like for real, for real. I can be the, I can, I can create the first conscious blog about gaming industry and I break it down 
and I, I, I create the first woke generation of gamers. Right. You know what I mean? The woke gaming community. <laughs> this for all my woke gamers out there, man. I hope you tapped in, man. I was just watching Tagger One Two Three, and I, I and I was looking at some of the you start you start over analyzing games for things that don't even exist in there. You know what I'm saying? They put this. I think this because the man trying to manipulate you to this. Like you just start dissecting things. You know what I mean? And getting these gamers woke. I'm just saying, man. There's money out here, man. Look. I know everybody wants you to, to fret and worry about all of the problems, the entertainment, and the politics. Problems, entertainment, politics. Problems, entertainment, politics. You will be fed that to death from people who saying they're trying to save you, yet they're not teaching you about none of the opportunities, none of the solutions, which won't empower you at all. It's distractions, distractions, distractions. Problems, entertainment, politics. Distractions, distractions, distractions. And the crowd mind is easily fed with distractions. And when you go to make a decision and you try to pull your thoughts up, all you got in there is distractions. Because that's the only content you was absorbed the whole day. Your brain is on autopilot. It takes energy, specific deliberate energy to actually think. Most of the time we on autopilot, right? But when we actually pull up a thought, it takes energy. And that's why you only get so much per day. Because that deliberate energy is taking all of that human jewels, that measurement of energy you made of, and it's bringing it to that conscious area of your mind, and it's pulling thoughts from this subconscious factory that you got a billion thoughts running, and you saying, no, I need a couple specific ones, and that takes a lot of energy. That's like laser pinpointing focusing energy. So if you just absorbing content, and that's what's in your head, and you trying to shuffle through that to make a good decision, you can't because you haven't pulled out any you, you, you haven't been feeding things that raises your IQ. They did a study and they found out that most of the content that people are absorbing from these distractions, entertainment, and politics, from um, uh, these, these, these reality shows and all of these different things, is lowering your IQ. Social media is making you your emotional IQ going down. So people are not only becoming dumber, they are losing control of themselves emotionally. They're becoming depressed. And then they go online and then they involve themselves in a social media app that makes them more depressed. Right. And so therefore, they can't even think through the depression because they're so depressed. And then they complain to other people that's depressed. So it becomes even more depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's just one big depression loop. man. So it's like you break out that cycle. You say, wait a minute, engage in content that raises your IQ and engage in things that in apps that raises your emotional IQ or engage in life and nature. Right. That is the greatest IQ producer. That is the greatest like. You go learn these ideas that we talk about and then go meditate in nature and see what comes to you. You just do it. Just do it. I know we unorthodox, right? You be like, no, nah, but the other revolutionaries, they tell me about all of the problems in the world. How come y'all don't? That's the old model. I'm not about to do that. They already did it, right? Right. So, Blue Pill, I had this thought process that you got to look at right design. Design thinking is so beautiful because it makes you look at constructs of everything. And if you look at the, oh, if somebody said, I want you to be a revolutionary, and if you think of it like a gaming character, then the, the, the idea of revolutionary little Black Panther pops up in your head. Now, a person says that, okay, what is the actions of a revolutionary? Now, you imagine them with one of them uh, bullhorns, and they speaking to the people, and they protesting, or they throwing Molotov cocktails, and they rioting. That was the old idea of the revolutionary, Right. But in a new age, you have to update it with a new model of thinking based on new times. So you will interact differently. So the question becomes is what result did they want? Speak truth to power, right? That was that was the result. Create some solutions to problems. Now, if you in 2019 and you say, I want to be a revolutionary and you take on the old model, you're not going to get new results. You're going to get those same old results and it's going to continuously need those old models. So what we do is we update it. We say, okay. The revolutionary now looks like individuals who can get more, who can be more effective in today's time. So how do you get those results? Utilization of technology, um, hyper-focus on solutions, right? Yeah. It, increase the design into a different capacity. If you're doing it the old way, then you, you're focused on an old model. You haven't updated, and that requires no creative thinking at all. That's just saying, that's just being technical and following things as they are. And that's why we're not getting the results because everybody's following the old model and they're ignoring the new model because it's new. They can't, it's hard for them to interact with it. They have to be taught that, no, 
This is what the revolutionary looks like now. The one that gives you empowerment, the one that teaches you solutions, the ones that give you access that increases your means, that increases your rulership. I'm not trying to tell you to be free. I'm telling you to be powerful because the free man without power is left up to the authority of the one who does to rule over him. Yeah, that narrative doesn't have a movie attached to it yet. None. So it's very hard for them right. to fathom it as being a thing that they should get up gradually and tap into. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because all of their paradigms are um, manufactured and controlled by something that has been authorized and ordained by who or what they consider to be the dominant um, powers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. There's no industry about it. And that's why I said we got to create the media industry to where, you know, the same way every industry uh, legitimizes, right, those people in that time. And this industry, of course, and, and it's no fault to the, the people that want to do good. They only know how to legitimize the old model because that's the that's what it looks like. So that they feel like they're doing their job when they like, oh, I want to do some good. Let me bring on this person that looks like the old model of revolutionary, and then therefore I'm doing my part in the revolution. Not knowing the whole time that they're still propagating the old model that's not the most dangerous model for you to propagate. The more dangerous model would be the person who actually giving them access and solutions and producing an entire new glitch in the matrix. So it's like there's just so many different things that have to be updated when people are trying to make a change. And being a visionary is terrible because you know that the industry is 10 years behind. You know what I mean? And when the industry is behind, it's hard for them to catch up. Okay. So, yeah, man. That's that's what we dealt with. But in closing, man, um, my brother went to a virtual reality workshop where they're teaching the children gaming. Um, and, you know, it's... It, not just for children, for adults. So tell them a little bit about that real quick before we close out. Okay, uh, a friend of mine who was an artist, he got an endowment to, um, to teach art. And rather than him teaching painting and mural painting, because he's a mural painter, he um, took advantage of uh, a relationship that he started last year with somebody that he met at a tech. And this young brother, you know, actually introduced to me yesterday. He said, look, this is the East Coast Idris. You know mm. what I'm saying? This brother had masters and he he worked at Second Life for a few years. You know what I'm saying? Building virtual worlds. So he's been into um, virtual reality for over a decade. And um, he also has a background in uh, African-American history. So he wanted to utilize this knowledge base for empowerment to teach young black children how to create their own worlds in a virtual setting because it's not going to be done for them. You know what I'm saying? And any and everywhere that he goes to present his uh, his findings and his talent and his skill set, he's the only one that looks like him in those environments. So he wanted to create a space they brought this uh, this class, the best guy. He wanted to speak directly to the children of that environment who we know have some of the most amazing imaginations. You know what I mean? They just don't have the platforms to express them. So he wanted to show them the new tools in, in real time that are available to us in this planet, in this world, that we can create. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a tapestry canvas out there that's begging for our input and it was just dope you know what I'm saying and everything that they showed me to not only get started but to also commandeer this particular new platform it was under a thousand dollars so under a thousand dollars they can put the children in a whole new under a thousand dollars you can build out an entirely new world you can create your own Fortnite and virtual, you know what I'm saying? You can come into contact with the new technology and the new language and new conversation that's going to take you into the next 25 to 30 years. Wow. Ready Player One is here. You feel me? 
then there's mad ways you can scale it. You know what I'm saying? Once you get the foundation, those locked down. You can go this way with it. You can go that way with it. So once again, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the opportunities that are afforded to people who are daring and willing to think, as you said, like you said, not outside of the box, but, you know, they, they see that there's no box to begin with. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's always a funny analogy. Pick so, outside the box. Once it, we, we, we are on, a, on the cusp of a new frontier of a new world that don't have no rules yet. Mm. What are we going to do? We're going to continue to complain about what we can't do in this world? You feel me? Right. So our children are already becoming apathetic. They're already escapism is the biggest industry in the world already, especially amongst related people. So I'm not advocating tapping out totally. I'm saying, look, we could get a foothold in both dimensions, both realities. You know what I'm saying? Because your baby's imagination is reinforced by them being um, stimulated by Marvel comic characters anyway. That's the only place that they've seen their superhero. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, why not take all of these grand ideas that these babies keep saying that they have? Oh, I got a whole notebook filled out with super comic heroes that I, okay, you drew them, bring them to life. Mm. Bring them to life. Mm. Create your own world. You don't got to wait on Wakanda to be built. We can build the composite of it to give our people an idea of what it looks like. And then if you implant that into subconscious realms, right, of mind, which is, they say that the mind is all, then the shit starts materializing. Right. And what you call the quote-unquote real world. Mm. So mm. This, this is just another tool that strips the excuses away. Right. And, and, and my, I would, I would um, tell all the, the parents out there is that um, the children will only design what they know. If you want them to design a better world, then you have to teach them better things. So if you're going to give them yeah, a gaming... The uh, I said that the children will only design what they know. So if you want the children to design a better world, then you have to teach them better things. And what that goes is saying that if you're going to give them gaming system, give them books as well. Because from the content that they read in their books is what the games that they will design in reality. Yeah, that's that's going to spark the imagination. That's going to introduce them to new worlds and then they're going to go into virtual settings and they're going to create that. Exactly. You feel me? They're going to create that. And maybe the streets are not the safest place for your babies right now anyway. Maybe your baby needs to be in virtual for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Seeing what it is because these children have already come um, bundle package with excellence and you know dynamic vision and all sorts of shit so this seems to be a good place for them to explore that and of course you know being mindful of the balance factor you know they still got to interact and interface with social settings in the real world real people nature and all of that shit yeah nature and you know Let's be mindful of that and understand that, and that's great. But in the meantime, in between time, you know, there's also something that's available for them to really, um, you know, exercise their their their, their palates. So there you have it's it, man. And, and, then, that, and then put a crown on their head so they, all that they, yeah, they all that EMF don't hit anyway. them. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So, I said, put a crown on their head while they playing the game so all the EMF don't hit them all at once. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And put some gold in their body yeah. so they body, you know what I mean, to be electrified, to be able to, so they electrical magnetic field, you know what I'm talking about, be more powerful. Uh-huh. And then get them my new book. Create a game. Right. Key. Create a game. Like I said, with them crowns will actually be accompanied by crown jewels. Yeah. At yeah. each level. Right, let me not give it all. <laughs> but but yeah brother I appreciate you man the blue pillar always dropping jewels man as always man we here to shift the paradigm into a new one 
you have to give people a new model if you're going to tell them to shift out the old one. And that's what we present is new models of thinking, new ways of executing. Like I said, those three top things. Like I said, those three top things you're going to always get is politics, problems, and entertainment. And that is going to be monumentally detrimental to the production of you and your family when it comes for you all to make better decisions for your life because that's going to distract you and not allow you to make the best decisions. So continue to thrive and look for opportunities. And inside those opportunities, there are even more and more and more. But you have to remember the box don't exist. And that's how we're supposed to move. We just we just create. And, that, and, that's, and that's a fact. It just, it's, it's non-disputable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure it does. You just need to do nothing other than observe what's being said, analyze the information, goddammit. No hyperboles involved. Like, it is what it is. You're going to get problem, politics, and entertainment. Top three distractions in the world. Craig, and I'm just here to help you navigate from them. They go pop up, you got to navigate from them. And they go keep shooting at you like bullets. Nope, I need this good information over there. Nope, don't want that entertainment. Oh, politics, let me dodge that. Didn't see it. Entertainment, I, I'm cool on it. You know what I mean? You got to keep dodging it. Keep dodging it because they going to be everywhere. People in every conversation that comes up and all media sources, that's what they going to hit you with. So it's up to you to dodge the bullets. So that you can get to what you actually need is things that raise your IQ and increase your power. So tap in. I appreciate y'all. This has been the 19 Keys, Electrical Conversations, Enlightening Thought Patterns and Conversations. And this is the podcast. Peace. Hey. Let me see. Let me close up. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.